Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. I'm Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by my producer, James. Hi, Emma Sue, and hello, everyone. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about a very important subject, which is uh, building resilience and strong mental health. So can you begin, Emma Sue, by giving us your definition of what strong mental health means? Yeah, so uh, for me, uh, strong mental health is about self-awareness more than anything else. Um, It's an ability to understand what triggers you, um, why you might feel overwhelmed sometimes, but also what makes you feel good, what nurtures you, um, what helps you to feel good about yourself um, and have good relationships with other people. So for me it's something quite active rather than a state of mind you know state of your mental health if that makes sense so Mm. for me it's about having quite active strategies in place you know you practice self-care acceptance and you've got a healthy way of processing your emotions and for me that is strong mental health and what about resilience how would you define that so resilience is a is a, a hot topic right now, uh, and I come across many people in my work who actually believe that resilience is something that you just have. You know, you're a naturally strong person. Mm. You respond well to adversity, setbacks. You know, you're kind of tough. Um, but actually, resilience is something directly linked with your ability to be optimistic, to be proactive. I've spoken a lot about that on previous episodes um, because we know there's a strong connection between those three skills, resilience, optimism, and being proactive, and each of them can be learned. Um, having said that, so resilience is, it, it, it is your ability to, to manage stress and uncertainty well, you know, to be able to live alongside that in a, in a good way. It is about being able to bounce back, but it doesn't mean that you don't experience frustration or upset disappointment. You do. It's just mm-hmm. that you don't stay down for very long. So um, resilient people know how to get up really fast. Um, they think of themselves as being very active in managing what is going on around them. And so what they do is they focus their time and energy on changing the things that they have control over. And that's what resilience is. I see. So uh, why do we need to build these? So we need to build strong mental health and we need to build resilience for lots of reasons, not just because we're living alongside a pandemic, okay? Um, We know, and I'll say more about this in a moment, that, that mental health generally has worsened since the pandemic. And so we need to be able to navigate through this very challenging time that's around us at the moment. Um, 
And I believe we've come to a point right now where it's never been more important to build resilience and good mental health and to really focus on these. So it's not just about having them in the background. It's about really um, prioritising your resilience and your, your mental health. And if you're proactively focused on building those skills and being super aware of when you need to, and how you need to manage your stress levels. And if you prioritise your mental health, um, then you're in a much better position to A, function and live your life, and B, be able to work out how you're going to live with uncertainty and just get much more proactive about shaping your day, your week, your month, and so on. So really super important, I think, to be building these skills anyway, but especially right now. Absolutely. So thinking of the right now, I mean, there are there are a lot of current statistics about the fact that people are really struggling with mental health issues. Can you say something about this? Well, let me ask you, James, if you were to do a Google search on anxiety or stress right now, how many search results do you think would come up? Oh, wow. Uh Huge. I mean, millions. I mean, I guess, I don't know, ten, tens of millions must be. Okay, so for stress and anxiety, 194 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's a lot. And for well-being, um, 379 million. Wow. Yeah. But what if I were to tell you that those figures are from a year ago? Okay. Mm. Okay. So this, mo- this morning, it was 463 million for anxiety <laughs> and stress. Wow. That's gone that's gone up in every yeah, sense. In every sense. But interestingly, this is what surprised me, less for well being. So three hundred and forty eight million for well being yesterday. Mm. Whereas a year ago it was three hundred and seventy nine million. Um mm. so really interesting, yeah. And you know, so obviously, you know, the point is that this was an issue already before COVID. Okay. Mm. It it was already, you know, I was yeah, doing talks course, on yeah. this kind of thing, uh, you know more than a year ago Um, Mm. and it's now much worse so you know even under normal circumstances you need to have good mental health uh just for society to function well and i'm i'm not sure that was the case even before covid so Mm. i don't believe that people generally are actually very resilient i don't think they were before and, and and they're not now so you know during a pandemic especially you know your mental health affects how you respond and how you recover in terms of your, you know, your, 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 your well-being. Um, so a few more stats about, you know, that are relevant to COVID right now. So there's some reports, a lot of reports coming out about uh, mental health. We know um, more than two thirds of adults in the UK, 69%, they report feeling somewhat or very worried about the effect COVID-19 is having on their life. And the most common issues are worry about the future, feeling stressed or anxious and feeling bored uh, or without a sense of purpose. So that's a lot of people, right? There's a lot of people, um, Mm. you know, and, and, and it really affects strongly, I think, how we move forward and how we move out of this, because you need to have, um, strength and resilience to move 
beyond you know to keep moving forward um so for many people you know a lot of this is, is about the loss of control they feel and the worry as well as not having very good strategies in place um in terms of managing their stress and anxiety they just don't know how to um, help themselves to manage those things um yeah. so I believe that all of us, to some extent, are sitting on a kind of spectrum when it comes to mental health. Okay. Yeah. So can you can you explain more about what you mean by the spectrum? Yeah. So, um, so you have to kind of imagine a visual spectrum first. Okay. And okay. Um, to the far left, you've got you've got healthy. And to the far right, you have unwell. Okay, so I just want you to think about it like that. And we're talking about mental health, okay, not not our physical health, mental health. So healthy and unwell. And in the middle, you've got um, coping and struggling. So if we look at, if we think about healthy, healthy, you know, good mental health, we can see normal functioning. And if we look right over to the opposite, where we've got unwell, that's more like sort of clinical disorder, you know, it needs intervention. Um, now, I see it like this, okay, as the spectrum, because I grew up with a mum who had severe mental health issues and mm -hmm. clinical disorder. And what that meant was that she was on that far right of the spectrum. She was on a lot of medication and, you know, huge impact in, in terms of um, how that affected um, us, my, myself and my sisters, um, and just, you know, our, our overall lives, really. So yeah. for me, if, you, if we come to the middle, you know, we've, we've got coping, and struggling and coping sits right next to healthy yeah if you imagine the spectrum mm -hmm. so coping's right next to healthy and with coping you're looking at common and reversible distress um so these are things that you can actually do something about and when you start to move to struggling that might be where you need a bit of support where you might need intervention so what i want to say here is that i think when we talk about mental health what we're talking about more than anything is, you know, we talk about, you know, huge numbers of people suffering from, um, in, you know, impact to their mental health. I actually think we're talking about the rise in people who are reacting to everything around them rather than actually being mentally ill, if that makes sense. OK, and, yeah. and I say that based on my own experiences of, of mental health in my family. So I think we're looking at people who actually with a little bit of, uh, support could move over to healthy. It's controversial, I know, to kind of think of it like this, but um, it's my experience of mental illness. So, you know, I think when we're talking about anxiety and, and mental health problems, these are often people who have self-prescribed them, you know, they've self-prescribed their label, if you like, you know, I have to mm. manage my anxiety, I, I, I have anxiety, I, I yeah. suffer from, you know, it, it's this kind of thing. When actually, a lot of it, not all of it, okay, I mean, I, I know that, not all of it, but a lot of it can be reversed. You know, we can do a lot of it ourselves through building resilience. Um, and I really believe that strongly. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you say that so much of our mental health is in our hands, but what if someone really can't manage to find a way to do this? Yeah, and and. You see, getting support is also something that is within your hands. OK, I'd, I'd say that, first of all, you know, we, we need to 
know when we need help. And so if you think about it on that spectrum again, it's when we get to that struggling bit of it where we can slide, you know, slide into worse mental health. That's when we might need support. Um, And that could be in the form of um, speaking to somebody. It could be in the form sometimes, you know, it can be in the form of um, antidepressants for a very short amount of time, but it's getting that support. So, so that is support that is within your hands. If it's a case of actually, you know, I can't manage today and I can't, I don't want to get up this morning and I can't face things, you know. Um, Hmm. I think that, you know, we need to give ourselves time to process emotions and we don't do that. So when there's a lot of uncertainty and potential stress triggers, we've got to do this even more. But what we tend to do is we look for distractions. So we will do anything to distract ourselves from uncomfortable emotions. And that distraction can be in the form of our of our phone, you know, just anything, you know, anything around us, anything except sitting with uncomfortable emotions. So, you know, our brains need time to process change. And so the more we can give ourselves that space, whether that's by having a break from digital, going for a walk, or just staying in bed, you know, it's okay to, to say to yourself, you know, actually, right at this moment, I don't want to face the day. Mm. It only becomes a problem if that's happening every day, you know, that, yeah. that's when it that, when it's an issue. So, so I think um, that, that even if you, you know, don't feel it is within your hands, it still is, you know, there are still choices that you can make. I think that's a really important message. What are some of the ways that we can build resilience and strong mental health? You know, what what should we be doing? Yeah, so there's probably, well, there's lots of things we could be doing, obviously, but there's uh, probably about sort of four or five I want to mention at the moment. And I think I think first and foremost, um, it's about building your awareness. So really listening to your body, actually, because our mind and body are connected. And often how we are feeling inside will show up first in our bodies. Um, And I actually experienced this quite powerfully myself and I actually on an ongoing basis because I have... um, uh, well, I used to suffer very badly from eczema in my hands, you know, very itchy mm. hands and, and, and very dry skin. And since this whole crisis, I've had recurring bouts of eczema. When it first started happening, I just kind of ignored it. But then I realised actually it was my body, you know, set communicating something with me around stress levels and it was showing up in my body. So, um you know, our physical and mental health is strongly connected. So building that awareness, um, listening to your body. Um, another thing that's really helpful is journaling. It's it's not for everybody, but it's a great tool for building self-awareness and allows yourself a bit of time to process change. So, you know, with building awareness, I'd also say making space for processing change and uncertainty, like I mentioned before. So that can come through, through journaling, but it can also come through um, just giving yourself some time in the day or through walking. I'm a great believer in, in, in walking. Um, unfortunately, our brains gravitate towards the negative naturally. That's what yeah. our brains do, right? But in the middle of a pandemic, they're going to do that much, much more. Constantly scanning the environment to survey threats. That's what's happening, okay? So we need to do very deliberate things to help our brains. 
Um, and that can be achieved by, by journaling, as I said. It can be achieved by keeping a gratitude log, but also by limiting news intake. Um, news is a micro stressor right now, um, and so is social media. So really having very strong boundaries around those things. And what else can, can we be doing? So resilience is, is strongly linked with well-being and really getting more well-being into our lives. And that's why I thought it was so interesting when that statistic showed that people were searching less for well-being, because I think we should be, you know, bringing it in even more. Um, you know, I'm do for myself personally, I'm doing yoga several times a week. I walk every day. I swim. And I've started going to the gym, um, which I'm not even a gym person. Um, so I've never mm. done so much physical activity, but I know that I need it at the moment. So I plan at least one of those into my day every single day. So it's much easier to do something every day than once or twice a week. So I try to mm. incorporate well-being through movement and exercise because we know that that really, really helps. And we know that, um, you know, all the literature any research you do on this, any Google search you do on this will tell you that exercise and movement are key to good mental health and resilience. Um, getting outside into nature, something I've talked about a lot on this podcast too, but the benefits are so well researched. So, you know, especially if you are feeling sluggish or feeling a bit yucky, you know, demotivated or upset, mm. go for a walk. And, you know, it's, it's, of course, it's easier not to go for a walk, but just do it anyway, just do it. Um, and then, you know, other things that, that help are, are being proactive. So really, again, placing your focus into the things that you can control, just the tiniest little everyday things that you can control rather than wasting energy on what you can't. And, you know, let's face it, most of the pandemic is actually completely out of our control. You know, it really, yeah. really is. So, you know, we can only control our own actions and our own behaviours. And that's where we, what we need to actually be focusing on. And um, finally, you know, part of building resilience and well-being is having a really good support network around you and making sure that you are connecting with other people and that you're also supporting other people, both those things together. Hmm, I see. Do you have any tips for right now? Anything we can be doing immediately? Yes. So three tips for right now that you can do whilst listening to this podcast or as soon as you've stopped listening or this afternoon or mm. this, you know, this morning, whatever is going on, wherever you are. Three things that you can do right now that will help to strengthen your resilience. The first one is to breathe. So really nice, deep breaths from your abdomen and allow this to radiate all around your body and boost your oxygen levels. Um, we just don't do this enough. So breathing also helps to bring you into the present moment. Um, I haven't talked about mindfulness, but you know, this is part of mindfulness and breathing helps mm -hmm. you to be in the present moment. There is no anxiety in the present moment. So when you're doing those deep, deep breaths, you can calm any stresses and you will just feel less anxious. And when you feel less anxious, you're in a better place to, you know, make decisions and move forward. So that's the first mm -hmm. one, breathe. Okay. Second one is to stretch. And I don't mean physically stretching, okay, but mm -hmm. um, stretch yourself. So, you know, try to learn something new. This can be very energizing and it can distract you, but in a, in a, positive way you know it's a positive distraction and it's also very proactive so if you're struggling with something how can you start to help yourself what can you learn 
Um, your stretch zone is where you grow and learn the most, but it will feel slightly uncomfortable to do so. And what do we do when we feel a bit uncomfortable? We, you know, go back into our shell and, you know, pull the duvet over our shoulders, e- even more so now. So we yeah. have to kind of just be okay with a little bit of discomfort. And the third one is what's one way that you can take care of yourself today? You know, whether that's getting an early night tonight or treating yourself to something or, or eating or cooking your nutritious meal. Um, you know, what's what's a simple daily action that you can easily achieve and do that will just help you take care of yourself better. So there you go. Three things. <laughs> Some great tips for things that we can do right now. Okay, thank you, Emma Um, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. It does. And I really hope that this episode has given our listeners um, some good tips and some ideas around building stronger mental health and building resilient skills and to feel that really your mental health is in your hands. And there are so many things that you can do to build that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, James, and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the 7 Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the 7 skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, 7 Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at 7skillsforthefuture, or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice.